Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Say It Loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. I have two fabulous ladies on the phone with me. Uh, Shamillion Bowman. How you doing? I'm doing good. And yourself? So I have Lanice McGee. And we're going to be talking about celibacy. It's a new topic for some of us and it's an old topic for others. And we will be right back with my two wonderful guests. We are back to say it loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud with your host, Wanda Williams. I have two guests that's going to discuss today um, celibacy. We've heard of it. It's, nothing, it's not a new thing. It's been going on for some time. And my guests today are uh, Shamillion Bowman and also uh, Miss Lenise McGee. How you doing? Hey, How's everybody? Hey, doing great. Hey, come on. <laughs> Give me something here, ladies. Yeah, hey, so we're excited in. to be on. Are you really? This is a tough subject yes. here. Celibacy, it's a toughie. Shamil, I'm not, no, I'm going to start with Lanice, because Lanice is the first one who had mentioned it to me. Lanice, what is celibacy, and what does celibacy mean to you? Well, um, celibacy is... Um, not having sex. <laughs> it, it's just <laughs> making a decision. Well, you know, and some people have different different views. Some people take it as far as nothing that is um, intimate at all, such such as physical touching, kissing, and some people just take it as not having intercourse. You know, so remaining celibate and. and um, just deciding not to go that far. So um, celibacy is definitely a, a personal journey, and I'm not to one to say, well, if you you kiss, then you're not celibate. You have to make that decision on your own, and um, on what that celibacy journey will look like for you, because everybody's um, weaknesses are different, everybody's temptation points are different. So I think each individual has to make a decision. What does celibacy look like to them? That's a good. That's a good answer. So if I'm uh, with somebody and we're just kissing and heavy petting and we're touching each other, and then you know we stop, I'm still celibate. Now the petting, <laughs> I think that, that might be a little bit much. I'm just right. And am I still? Am I celibate? You're gonna be you're gonna be tipping yourself to do something you don't want to do if you touching really you touching each other and you kissing. My thing is this: I refuse to kiss any man until the day of my wedding because if a person kiss you the right way, something might happen, and I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm being tempted. Oh, yeah. really? But but yeah. if you're dating somebody, you gotta you gotta. Find out about this person. You want to know before you marry them how they kiss and you know how they gonna touch you. And I mean, I'm not trying to no. get I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I don't want anything that's gonna tip me to do something that's gonna make me fall. So if this is the person okay. that God has for me, then He's gonna be yes. the one that's gonna protect my virtue. He's gonna be on the same path, and God is gonna already have that in His mind that oh yeah, she's celibate, she's gonna wait, and she don't want to kiss into the wedding day. She don't want to kiss. And into you know the wedding what, Wanda? I think that um, with celibacy now, I'm a Christian, and I, I don't hide that. I'm very proud of that. Um, but some people choose celibacy, and it has nothing to do with a uh, uh, spiritual or religious reason. So celibacy mm-hmm. can be a choice for 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 multiple people and multiple reasons. But um, mm-hmm. I'm going to share this a little bit. I I decided to be celibate at first because I was a Christian, and okay. my journey is through my celibacy. I failed once, and I got back up and decided to get back on the the, the journey of celibacy. And so that's why it's so important what Shamillion is saying is you have to know your, your, your limits 
and you have to set boundaries mm-hmm. on, okay, so I'm going to be celibate. What does that look like? What are my boundaries? What can and can't I do in order to maintain my virtues, what I hold important? And mm-hmm. I, I had to look at, and I think this is what, what happens sometimes. We decide to be celibate, but we don't look at why are we celibate. So I just right. because exactly. I'm a Christian. Right? And so when I fail, mm-hmm. I have to really look at, well, I'm celibate, but why am I celibate? Why am I choosing this way? And what is the result if I choose to be this way? I have to really reflect on the benefits of celibacy and what was affecting me when I wasn't celibate. And you know what? I had to realize that I was using sex to compensate for something that I was missing. It was a temporary mm-hmm. thing. It hindered me from becoming friends with the the man first. It hindered me from seeing the fruit that he bears. The Bible talks about okay. the fruit. You know, this has been a preaching message, but how can I see if he's loving? How can I see um, what he does, how he gives, if all I can know is how he rocks my world? Can he rock my mind? Can he rock my spiritual mm. world? Can he rock my destiny? If he can't attach Amen. to that, then I don't need to be attached to him. We get sometimes so focused in the physical that we miss out. This is That's temporary. Yeah, he can meet me temporary, but can he outlast that? And sex clouds okay. our judgment. So mm-hmm. this, is what I'm, this is what has helped me because I failed. And before I was just doing it because, ooh, I'm counting. Let me count how long I've been celibate. I wasn't even do, going into it with the right mindset. I had to go into why and the benefits because that's what keeps you because, honey, it's a struggle. If anybody says it's easy, Lord bless them. I don't know how, but it's a struggle, and you have to constantly, you have to be accountable to yourself, and you have to get people who, who will be accountable with you. I can call Shamilia okay. and say, Shamilia, girl, pray for me, help me, whatever. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's got to be a mutual thing. But a lot of times, yeah. and I'm just going to be honest with you, you can wait. You can wait until, what is that, the uh, Steve Harvey rule, 90 days. I wouldn't just mm-hmm. want somebody just sexually. I want to check mm-hmm. out what's in their mind. I want to know what kind of person they are before I marry them. I would, I'm just saying for me, I want to know what, yeah. how they're going to, are they gentle, are they rough, do they want something kinky? Do they want something freaky? You know, I would hate to find all this out on the wedding night when he bring out the handcuffs and you like, wait a minute now, I didn't know you liked stuff like this. Well, I was waiting until we got married for you to find this out about me. How would you mm-hmm. handle it with something like, I can't handle this, or or he wants something sexual that you just is just against your principles. How would you handle well, you that? Because you're only going to find out on the wedding night, right? Because you're waiting. You now, anybody want to come in on this? I got some callers anything. here. Anybody want to come in on that and comment on that? I was saying that you can talk about your, your, your principles before you have sex. And the thing about it is wanting to know how good he is and that, to be honest, had I never had sex, I wouldn't be comparing it to anything anyway. That is so, right, right. you know, I just, I personally feel like you put so much energy into that. If this man can rock my world in my mind, and, and you, I think about my body, it's sacred. It is so sacred. That's the most, that's the closest we can get to another human being mm-hmm. is, is intimate, being intimate with them sexually. But not only do we want to um, be, give that sacred part away, but we want to connect with them intimately through our mind. So imagine if somebody, you, you gave your, your sacredness away to the person who also um, can, can rock your mind as well. But we have given mm-hmm. our sacred place away so many times that we overlook some things. And so I just think that waiting, um, it's not a gamble. It's not a risk because you can have these conversations about what, you know, what I am and what I'm not going to do, because you know. And the, when, mm-hmm. you're, when you're celibate, you really know what you like and you don't like, because you have time to really think about, you know, the things that you've done and what has worked and what hasn't worked, you know. So okay. that's okay. just kind of my point of view on it. You know, I'm going to say something I'm here. I think a lot of women right now, older women, and I'm a little bit older, are celibate because we just are looking for something 
special or we are looking for that special someone and we haven't found them, so we haven't been intimate with anybody for, you know, a few years or so. So we're just, you know, kind of waiting it out, trying to, you know, figure it out until that white one comes along. And then you wake up one day and say, hey, am I practicing celibacy? I haven't, you know, I haven't been intimate with anybody for four years because the years do go by. And you're busy. I would say working, no. Doing, yes. I think it's a decision. <laughs> Because just because you ain't now, it's been times when I was just single and not having sex. But if I had somebody, I used to think that sex and dating went together like peanut butter and jelly, okay? So, well, yeah, no, for some it do. Huh? I said for some it does. Yeah. I mean, that's the but fun part, isn't it? That's all the fighting. Right. You get the fighting. You want to, you know, let's make up. You know, hey. You know, you don't want a roommate, you know, okay, but go ahead, go ahead. I see your point. Go ahead. Yeah, but celibacy is a decision, you know, because you cannot be having sex, but are you really reflecting on why, the why you're not? So I think it's a difference. Yeah, you're, you're celibate because you're, you're not having it because there's nobody there. But I think really celibacy is more than just not having sex. It's really getting in touch with your why you're not doing it, what's the results, what are you, what are you trying to gain when you – when you're um, with the person you decide to, to marry, if that's, you know, your journey, which will be mine, um, what, what am I gaining by waiting to be celibate? Because it's a decision versus, oh, I'm just not with anybody, so that's the only reason why I'm not having sex. So I, I think the two are really, really different. It all goes to the mindset. And, and the mind is so important, especially on this celibacy walk, because, if somebody finds, somebody got that cologne on, your mind gets to thinking, and you have to really, it's really about self-control. And celibacy is so beautiful because you have to think about when you do, if, if marriage is your, your end goal, which is mine and I know it's your millions, um, when you mm-hmm. do get married, there's going to be so many times you have to practice self-control. And the beauty to know that the man that I married, he practiced self-control over something that's very difficult, abstaining from sex when we weren't married, I know that when we are married that he has some self-control. It, it's just, you know, it, it, it speaks values in so many different ways. Right. So Can I, I just say something very quick to add to that? I'm, I'm a, I'm, I was just coming to you, Shamillion. Um, okay. Then you can say oh. what you want to say. I'm going to ask you, Shamillion, how long have you been celibate, and how did you start okay. on your journey? And then say what you were going to say. Go right ahead, hon. Okay. This is a quick story about my whole thing. I went from being okay. a sex addict. I went from being a sex addict to being celibacy. I didn't choose this life. God chose this life for me. I've been. It'll be twelve years that I've been celibate in September. It's a daily struggle. Each and every day I have to pray and ask God to help me to crucify my flesh. I have to be mindful of the things that I say, do, and watch because if you're watching something where they do a kiss and all that kind of stuff, you get that tingling and stuff in all of your body, and next thing you know, you want to touch yourself. So you have to be mindful of the things that you're feeding into your spirit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, isn't that kind of hard to do if you're watching TV or you're watching movies? Yes, it is. It's really hard because just about everything is sexual now. Right, it is. It's everything is sexual now. So you have to be really mindful of the things that you read, you watch, you're saying, because all that stuff is feeding into your spirit. That's but it's true though. It's true. It is because you can't you can't get away from it. You know, from advertising to the way people, some people, not all, dress. And some people mm-hmm. are dressing to attract others. Some just dress for themselves. I'm not going to just say that they out here just trying to look for somebody. But it is, it is, it is from what I'm getting from both of you uh, women that it is a journey. So what do you do? You wake up one day. Now, okay, I haven't, you know, I'm waiting for the right person. And I just said I never thought of myself as celibate. But how do you say I'm celibate and then move on? I mean, what is that first? start and you just say look i'm not having sex with nobody until i get my husband how does that happen I think the, um denise whoever want to go on or not who somebody want to say something okay that. i think i think for me god is the one who took that urges away from me like i said i was a sex addict from morning to night that's all i thought about that's all i wanted to do was to have sex so it was it's a journey that you have to do every day you know you're struggling on 
what you're watching, what you're doing. So you just got to stay focused and don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be tempted. If you got a guy friend and you over his house, y'all shouldn't be sleeping or laying in the same bed together. Y'all shouldn't be, uh, me, myself, I'm putting it like this, put it like me. I don't want to be somewhere I'm be tempted. So I should. I don't want to touch him and I don't want him to touch me into the wedding day. Okay. So for a lot mm-hmm. of men, um, they just, they would, they would have a hard time with that um, because um, um, I've never I've never had anybody say, uh, "Well, we'll wait until we get married till we have sex." Because how do you know you're going to marry this guy? You're dating, and part of dating sometimes, not for all people, is sexual contact. That's a part of dating. And then you move from level to level to level. You move from the level of meeting one another. Uh, you move to the level, the level of I'm. We want to date. Uh, we move to the level of getting to know each other. We move to the level. Then that's that final level. Uh, level before marriage is the intimacy, and intimacy doesn't always mean sex. And then you had intimacy, and then you could move on to you know sex, and that's called a relationship. And then you get married because you both are in love with each other, and blah blah blah. So. How do you stop that process when you date? When you first meet the guy, do you say, look, I am celibate, and I'm not going to have sex with anyone until I get married? How do you tell that to a guy and, and have him understand that? Uh, I'm going to uh, start with um, Denise. How do you how do you tell you, him that? You, you just do. Um, when When you have standards, it's not just about sex. When you have certain standards, not only you, you say them, and then you show them in your actions, the right man will, will rise to the, the challenge. People think that there are men out there that won't do it, but there are men that will, will value what you value. If, if, if they value you and they want to be with you, they will rise to the occasion. And, again, you have to set boundaries to keep that because we are human, we are flesh, our flesh does get weak. So you have to set and have those you have to have real conversations like, okay, these are the boundaries that we have to set in order for me to continue on this journey because we have to remember, and this is so important, a satisfied body does not equal a satisfied life. Mm. So he may can satisfy you there, but can he satisfy your life? It's that important. Um, and we're used, you know, not everybody, but some people are used to having sex and dating. So, yes, it's new. How do you start? You make a decision. You figure out why you want to do it, and you hold to your to your values. It's like anything else. Hello? Okay, okay. Now, remember when we were younger and there was, uh, when we were in school and there were the girls who did and the girls who didn't? Remember them days in high school? Oh, yeah. In high school, remember them? Y'all remember mm-hmm. them days, right? Okay, the ones who did always had somebody and the ones who didn't, which I'm going to have to say because I'm a good girl, I'm a, I didn't, I didn't, that was good, uh, didn't have nobody. Didn't have nobody take them to the prom, didn't have no dating. And I'm not saying all of them were sexually involved, but I would see them kissing in the hallways and then, uh, you know, touching one another, holding hands. You know, they call that love. Now, we're older now, and uh, we're not old, old. We're we're uh, in our, you know, mid-40s, right? We're in our 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Chameleon, I think you're in, you're in our 30s. We're in our 30s. You're in your 30s. I'm, I'm speaking for y'all. I used to. I don't want to speak for y'all. But if you meet a guy and he just assumes that you're going to have sex and you tell him that um, we're not, he'll drop you like a, 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 a hot, you know, he'll, a hot second. You know, I, I can not that. You. I'm not trying, not I'm not trying to find a, a wife. And that's okay. That's okay. And you really like this guy, and this guy's good looking, and and he said, no, I can't go along with it. I'm gone. What do you, what do you, are you upset or or do you get depressed or you think maybe he was the one or did I make the wrong decision? Do you ever feel guilty about telling somebody who you are attracted to and you like and, and you're all on the same page, but you tell him I'm not going to have sex because I'm celibate, and then he goes away. How do you feel after that, uh, Chameleon, if that ha- has that happened to you? Okay, for me, I pray and ask God to keep me hidden until the right one comes. So I also pray, like, Lord, I rebuke every decoy that's coming my way. 
So I will let the person know off top. I'm celibate and I'm waiting to marriage to have sex. And they can't respect that, then that's fine. If you can't cover me when it's time for me to pray when I'm going through something, then I don't need you to be with me. I need somebody that's going to be there when the times get tough, but don't be there for me sexually. I need a man that's going to love me like Christ loves the church. Okay, okay. And Lenise, one, I, does that happen to you? Think, we, we had to tell somebody yeah, that. It they, does. <laughs> yes, and it, it does It will break so, my heart. So the thing about it is when you make a decision, and, it's, and you, we're, we're talking about sex, but it could be a decision in any area of your life. You're going to lose people. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you value. Now, when I had low self-esteem, yes, it affected me because I didn't know my value and my worth. So when people mm-hmm. would turn away mm-hmm. and say, you know, they don't respect that, I felt like I was a bad person. or I was. But when I realized mm-hmm. my value and I realized this is my body, this is my decision, and if he walked away, I should thank him because the men that I did sleep with, hoping that something would happen, after they, after we had sex and after we was whatever and it didn't work out, it left me feeling um, um, violated. It left me feeling wounded and empty. So I'd rather feel a little sad that they walked away in the beginning versus them taking a piece of me later on. So That's the point true. of it That's is true. when that, you make that, a decision, that to... you just have to stick to it and understand right. that you will lose there's some people that will not agree with this. Right, exactly, because that does happen, too, to some women. You like a guy, and then you finally say, okay, I'm a, you know, I, I hate to say give it up, but, and then, you know, mm-hmm. and that's really all he wanted, and then he just moved on to the next. You know, so that yeah. does make you feel a worthless and empty, and, and, and he just used me. But nowadays, things have changed, and a lot of women are doing that with men. You know, I just want to see mm-hmm. how it is, you know, whatever, and, and check it out. And then either it's good or it's not or not or whatever. We're going to talk about you if it ain't no good. Okay, I'm sorry. We will. But um, it happens, too, both ways. Now, I have a story, too, that I'm going to tell, and I've heard this story before because I've counseled. I've heard this story more than once where um, the women meet men, and um, they both decide that they're going to wait until they get married to, you know, to be intimate, sexually intimate, you know, to go the whole route, not just kissing and holding hands, just the whole thing. And then, you know, they may wait a year. A lot of them wait some time, six months and or more, maybe even two years, nothing, nothing, nothing. So they finally get married because, you know, they decide to get married. And when they're all, they're waiting for the, especially the woman is waiting for the wedding night. And I never, this was a close friend that I knew who did done this. Oh, I just can't wait to wait night. Oh, it's gonna be so exciting. Oh my God, we waited two years and oh it's gonna be the best I've ever had in my whole entire life and I said, Oh, you know, I congratulate you, you know, you I you got more strength than I do because I couldn't have waited two years, but hey, you know, y'all was in love, so whatever, you know, I I I wish you the best. You're a better woman than me. And so then, you know, they they go off on the honeymoon or whatever and then my friend came back, and uh, I said, well, we're going to do a, you know, we're going to ask. We ain't going to, we're not going to be the round of us. Women are pretty up for it. Well, how was it? How was it? And she told me that she was in tears that he was impotent, and he didn't tell her that. Hmm. So she was devastated that they, and he was not even interested in sex at all. Nothing, no holding, no kissing, no touching. He just wanted a wife. And I heard the story one time. Now, if that happened to any one of you, you know, this man just wanted a wife, he just wanted to be married, he's not intimate, because he, he, you never had any intimacy while you were dating, how would you deal with that? Shamillion, I'm going to start with you. I would say God knows the desires of my heart. God, that's all I can say, is God, <laughs> he knows the Maybe that wasn't of God. my Maybe heart. That was he knows what I want. You know what I'm saying? God knows what I want. And I feel like mm-hmm. that if I have waited all this time, I truly believe God is not going to bless me with something like that. But if, if that do was to happen, then right. we said for better or for worse. So I want to love him right. through it all. So that's how I look at it. But you sleep with him, you have desires, mm-hmm. he does not, mm-hmm. and you're married, and so you just live like, okay, 
I'll just live like I did when I was celibate. I just, I just, we just won't have sex, and I won't have sex for the rest of my life. We're gonna have to do so some serious praying over his, uh, his man's part. Say what? But we're gonna have to pray over his man part. We're gonna have to do some serious okay. praying and fasting for God to fix that. Okay, yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, that would take some serious praying. I mean, uh, yeah, it would. But it happens. But if you're going, but and, yeah, if you're going into the marriage for the wrong reason, like, oh, I just want to have sex, then no, that no, could, no, that no, could no, happen. No, you love this I'm going to say, in some no, cases, some no, people no, are going into marriage for like two that. Years. Huh? I said some people do go into marriage just for sex, but you know things can happen. You know, we get old; things happen to our bodies. So we exactly. have to accept it. Okay, okay. Now, um, Lenise, how do you feel about that? How would you handle that? I mean, you know what his mind is. Y'all get along. Y'all love one another, but he's unable to perform. What? How would you handle that? First of all, we uh, now I'm the kind of, we have those conversations beforehand um, because there are certain things that I need to know. Um, I would ask him before we even got married. Do you have? Are you interested? Can you can you perform? Just because I'm not having sex doesn't mean that. I mean, you. I need to know about your health just like you need to know about my health. Do you have any STDs? Do you want children? These are. You need to have these kind of conversations. So hopefully he was honest. So hopefully right. I would not have that issue. But if I did, um, I'm gonna be honest. I would be very disappointed, and I would have to pray that God will help sustain me because. I would be disappointed. We would have to figure out, because sex is important. It's not the most important thing, but um, I would be lying if I said I didn't desire it. So there's other ways right. that we could be intimate. We could do things. So we would have to figure something out. We would be going to the doctor trying to figure out how to make, to see if it can, you know, get sick <laughs> or something. But um, the bottom line you is, say that because if my I truly love him, too. Right. If I truly love him, guess what could happen? And this has happened. We've seen it on Facebook and stories. You could get in an accident before the the, um, the wedding or right after the wedding, be paralyzed. Something mm-hmm. could happen to you. I wouldn't want him to leave me. You know what I'm saying? So that's the good thing about being disciplined because you know that they love you and they're there for the long haul. And it's, sex is a part of it, but it's not the biggest part. It's just a part right. of you coming together. So to be honest, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be disappointed because that would not be being truthful. But I am saying mm-hmm. we would try, we would work out something. But okay. I'm not, you know, so I wouldn't how, be like doing flips like, oh, I'm so happy. No, I would not be. Right. Well, well of course, the person was depressed. My friend was depressed because it wasn't, I guess sometimes we have this fantasy in our head, women, do that, you know, when you are intimate with somebody and you love them and, and, and they love you, that it's going to be really just the most awesome experience you ever had. Mm-hmm. If, if, you know, before you're married or even while you're dating. And then it turns out not to be that great. And we all think that everybody knows everything about it or that man knows how what you like and he knows what you you know what he likes and just talking about it sometimes just isn't enough they can talk, you could i've had men talk about it all day and all night and then when it came down to it couldn't do nothing you know talk is cheap you know we need to see you know you need to you have to check it out so um well, not being my friend skilled and played. not being able to is two different things though Wanda not being skilled you can teach somebody a skill on how to please you, but not being able to even uh, give it up, that's a different story. Well, I used to think that, too, <laughs> uh, that that you could teach somebody. But some men have say, and I'm not like I've been with lots of men. You know, I'm a good girl. I'm going to keep saying that I'm a good girl. But there's some men that were like, you, t- you tell them that this is not the, what I like, and they say, well, I've been doing this for so many years, and, I, and everybody else likes it, so why not you? You're the one that got the problem, you know, and that. That occurs a lot. I've heard that story before, too. It's not me. It's you. And some people, how many men do you know is going to admit that I'm not really that good? I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. going to tell you right now, it's really not that good, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. How many men you know going to miss something like that? Not many. That everybody, Every man thinks they're the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They're the best lover in the whole entire world. 
Men, women beg for them. Every every man has got that chip on their shoulder, saying, thinking that they're the be, they're the best. So it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to get them to go to the doctor and say, "Hey, you know, they don't want to go because they're embarrassed." Who wants to admit something like that? It's very difficult to get a man to go to the. It's difficult to get a man to go to the doctor. Period. But it's more yeah. difficult to go for an issue like that. They mm-hmm. feel very embarrassed. By that, but, well, but then well, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to, to the point that we can have those honest conversations. And I just right. want to clarify when I'm asking him about um, intimacy, the intimacy part. I'm not asking him is he good. I just I would just be asking him if he's impotent or not. Those kind of questions. Does he have health issues? So um, not even to open up the the can of worms to try to think of how what he does sexually because I don't want my mind to go there. But hopefully, right. because this wouldn't hopefully be our first conversation, we would both be in a place where we're vulnerable with each other because we're friends and we care about each other that we can have honest conversations about that. So, I mean, that that is, my, of course, my hope, you know. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's the best way I can really answer that question um, mm-hmm. you answered it. is, you, answered I would, it. you know, hope he will be honest. And, and also I think a lot of women these days, as we get older, uh, we know what sex feels like. So we are waiting. And because a lot of it is fear, um, you know, there's a lot of there, – this. we still have AIDS out there. You know, that's not gone away. And a lot right. of other things. And um, mm-hmm. so, some people don't keep that in mind that, you know, is the AIDS epidemic is over. Supposedly it's it's very high – um, now among heterosexuals um, uh, in the African-American community this high. And nobody thinks about that while they're being intimate. So I think sometimes, and I think for me too, I'm scared because you, mm-hmm. you can tell if by looking at them. And, and, and if you say, well, wear protection, a lot of men, again, will not do that. So you got to tell them goodbye. You know, if you're not going to wear any protection, I'm not going to deal with you. But I think also it's fear. It's, it's that fear that, that maybe he does have something, but he won't tell me. And then some people say, well, they go and, and get checked out. Go, go get checked out. We both will get checked out before uh, we do anything. And then some people that have it will come back with a, um, uh, a fake one and say they don't have it and just to have sex. And that's happened a lot, too. How do you feel about that? Because as women, we need to protect ourselves, and you just can't. It, it's not the seventies anymore, you know. We just you just can't have sex freely, and and, and mm-hmm. you know you hear what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I do. So my answer to that is, um, again, it goes down to your values and your standards, and um, a man that really wants to be with you, he will rise and he will honor your your request. We're not going to. You're not going to the doctor and bringing me the papers. We're going together. So Mm -hmm. we're going to see together. You know, I think that's a part of the process and the journey. And that's towards if you guys are courting, you know, because dating and courting, I think, is two different things. So if you're on on a courtship saying this is the person I'm going to be with, then, yes, I think just like you're supposed to check the credit, you're supposed to check to make sure that there are no STDs and other things. And that that is something that you do together because now you're on the journey of we're deciding that we're going to be one, and so there's no secret. And so my thought is if if he is not comfortable with us going doing this together, then he is not the one, and he's he's not honoring and valuing my decisions and and my choices with my body because his body if he has something that affects my body. So if you're not honoring me and I. Vice versa, if I'm not honoring him, he should have standards enough to say, well, then we can't move forward because my body is important to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I don't know if you think differently, Shermillion, but that's kind of my thought. Yeah, I'm going to ask you that because some I people get offended. I feel the same way as well. I feel the same mm-hmm. way as well. And to me, myself, I ain't going to tell no tale. I am scared to go out and have sex with anybody because I feel as though as soon as I step out and do something, things going to start down, like a downfall is going to start coming up over me. So I don't want to do anything that's going to make me uh, fall from my, my walk from God. Mm-hmm. 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 So you were saying earlier that you, you, how did you know you had a sex addiction? Were you diagnosed with this or? 
I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing now. Because all I can say is just, it was just like, I just had to have it three or four more times a day. It was just, I just had to have it. And so it's just like, it's something how you just like, you have your mind on something so much. And then the same thing that you like think about all the time, God to take it from you. I remember this was many years ago when Ricky Lake was on. And there was a lady on there who was saying, I'm going to wait until I get married to have sex. I said to myself, girl, you're crazy. And it's just like the <laughs> devil had my mind. I'm serious. The devil uh-huh. had my mind. And it was to the point where I was feeling like like the next person that walked down the street, I'm going to have sex with. Thank God you nobody know, walked down the street, though. But that's how the devil had my mind. I had a really bad perversion spirit over me. And I just thank God for, uh-huh. like, delivering me from that. Mm-hmm. So did you act on it every time you saw? So this is this is my definition to me of a, a sex addict, and I, and I've I've studied some of it. People um, that are sex addicts usually have very high risk sex. Um, you know, on a chat line, um, you're walking yes, down. Yes, I was the there. You see somebody. Yes, and um, I was calling the chat line. You were calling the chat lines. Okay, okay, and then yes, it, it didn't was. care oh, yes. who it was. So you, you so you. You feel you are the definition of a sex addict. Yes, and I can say, stand today, thank God for deliverance. If God can use me, he can use anybody else. Now what, now you said God helped you with that. What made you stop and think, I'm a sex addict? Well, because all I think about was sex. I mean, I just had to have it like three or four more times a day. Everything in my mind was just so like, so sexual, everything. It just only thing I could think about was having sex from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. That's how bad okay. the devil had me. Okay. So you had to do other things. You had to house clean and take care of other things. So when you were doing these other daily chores or things, it was still on your mind. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was, now a, check it this was out. a struggle. Okay, some women have complained about this with their husbands, that they want mm-hmm. sex two, three times a day. Now, you if you were married you, and, you, and you had a husband and you wanted sex two, three times a day, would you would have thought you were a sex addict? Um, probably. I think I would say my, my sex drive would probably be much, much higher than my husband. But I look at it like this. People don't realize that, but when you um, when you have sex with somebody, your soul becomes one. So whatever addiction or whatever that's in that person mm-hmm. could come on to you. So the person that I was with for a long time, he was a sex addict. So it's just like we were just at it together. And there were no outside other people, just you two together. Right. And then, you know, you know and what, after uh, we million, broke up, million? it was different. After after you broke up, it was give me his it was phone different. number, okay, after the show. Um, you said he's three or four times a day. <laughs> that was that that and it was just you together. That ain't a bad deal. Right. I mean it, we was young, you know, when we first got together, exactly. I was like we was like eighteen. We was like eighteen, exactly. so that's like all that we thought about. You know, but we exactly. did what we had when to do 18, to care of our, our children. Right. You know, but to, but Mama, I, when I was eighteen, yeah, it was new. You're, you, you know, you're 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 exploring. Um, you do have a high sex drive when you're young. You know, th- that's where all your energy is at. But as you get older, mm-hmm. yo, you're like, oh my God, this is really some work here. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta slow down. You know, you, you know, come on now, just get honest. Right. Now, you know, from eighteen that's to true. now. I know you ain't got that much energy you had when you was 18. If you do, there's, there's a I You know, I think God control, he, like, he sustained me. So that's okay, all I can okay. say. I mean, I, I'm going to tell a story. I still have, like, person. I'm human. I still have urges. Exactly. But at the same time, I have to deny, deny my flesh daily. Okay, I got you. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand uh, if you felt it. If it's a problem for you, then it's an issue. For some people, that mm-hmm. would be a good thing. You know, to to have a mate that you could have sex with three or four times a day and still be able to have a job and and do whatever you want. Because there's some people that just ain't nothing ain't happening and they complaining about that. You know, 
that they don't have no intimacy, that they don't have no sex, that they they um, it's it's like they're celibate. Two people living together, they're celibate, you know, because they just don't can't remember the last time. When you can't remember the last time, you got to really think about it. When you're married, married, that's a bad mm-hmm. thing, and that happens a lot in marriages. Yeah. You just 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 forget about it. There's no. But I- But I think like a lot of women, what they do is they use sex as a toy against their husbands. You can't use it as a toy. I mean, as a um, not like as a toy, but deny them because you don't a weapon because you don't feel like it. Because it tells in the Bible that when we get married, my body is not mine; it's my husband's, and vice versa with him. Yes, that's is in the that's in the Bible. <laughs> it tells us it tells us that I'm gonna let him know when we get married. Um, honey, um, this says in the Bible that you that's my body and you you know vice versa. Right, right, right. So if you're so if this in the let me give you an example. So if it's in the middle of the night and you're sleeping and you've been working all day and you're tired and all of a sudden you get woke up out of the middle of your sleep with an elbow in your back. And he say, turn around, is that mean, is it, yeah, you got to do what uh, he wants. I got to do what he wants. If this is my husband, wow. I have to do what I have to do to please him. Because okay, I remember, so I don't think it's like the, is it the Duggar lady? I can't believe it. remember the lady who has all those children. And they was asking her, how does she keep her sex life going so strong or something. And she would say she never turned her husband down. And that's probably why, like, she got, like, 18 or 20 children. But at the same time, <laughs> Maybe she should have turned him down a couple times. But uh, that's but a lot of things. It's all about pleasing your mate, you know? Okay. I understand that. I understand that. I, I get that part. Um, Lenise, how do you feel about that? Do you also feel that way? So if you got that nudge in your back? And, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, you're um, tired. Well, I believe that um, I should honor my, my husband with my body, um, but I also believe that he should um, honor me as well. If he knows I'm really tired or I've had a long day, you know, I think um, it works both ways. But at the end of the day, you know, um, I definitely want to make sure that I please my husband. And as long as I'm not, I feel like this, as long as I'm not using my body, as a um, bargaining tool, you right. know, it's right. the difference between you mad, I'm mad at you, so I'm not having sex, versus I'm tired, I'm or I'm sick or whatever, and let's not have sex. So I think that that's my my thought process on it. Like, don't use your body as a bargaining bargaining tool. You know, that's that's not or right. a weapon, not fair, or or, or a weapon. Yeah, I whatever. So. Whatever. You know, I never knew where that so, I got a headache thing came from. Remember they say. Uh, you know, come on, you go, I got a headache. What that got to do with anything? I'm not talking about your headache. Well, I'm you can't about... have a headache every day for a whole month. I think come on, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you where that come from. That come from not knowing what he's doing, and she's too afraid to tell him he don't know what he's doing, so she really don't want him on her. That's where that come from. Let's get real. Mm. Now, some, some I think that's going to come up a time where you got to teach him then. How many girl? Have you ever tried to teach teach a man? And, and, and anybody tell me, have you taught a man something? No, but I, I have to be honest. A man has taught me a thing or two. Oh, okay, all right. I got you on that. They, well, they, yeah, they love to teach. Okay, that's their main job. They love to teach when it comes to them, but when it comes to us. Okay, it's a different story. But, I mean, you, you have to teach them, like, what it is that you do I, I, and you don't like. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, this is another story. But it's a short one. Up, uh, We're talking about sex, and we're going to get back on the selfie. Too, that um, <laughs> a, a, a man wanted a certain act done, and I'm not going to go into the act, but this person was unable to do this act, and this person would ask for this act all the time and um it got so bad that the person said i'm just not gonna have no sex with you at all because i'm not willing to do that uh because it's against my principles and it's also extremely painful and and if you guys know what i mean and so that sex life just went right out the window the intimacy went right out of the window and being celibate 
and then marrying somebody who would like to have an act done that you don't agree. You said you would have communication. Not too many people are going to tell you something like this. They're going to lay that on you once you get married because then you said my body is my husband so he can do whatever he wants with it. If there is an act mm-hmm. being done that you don't agree with that's uncomfortable for you and this person is constantly every day asking for this act, how would you handle that? I'm going to go to Lanice first. Well, again, going back to um, just making sure that we had those conversations hopefully beforehand <laughs> and we have the same values. And so mm-hmm. um, just really communicating that, and, you know, and finding someone, finding someone that we trust that we, if we have any issues or concerns that we can, we can talk to. So really at the end, end of the day, um, you're hoping that the celibacy journey will lead you to someone that values the same things as you do spiritually, mm-hmm. sexually, and all that kind of So um, just really I'm having those conversations beforehand and not saying that when you get married that nothing won't come up. Things will come up, mm-hmm. but if you've already practiced communicating your expectations and things of that nature, I don't think it's going to change drastically once you get married. So um, that's why I think it's so important to practice celibacy so you really have the time to view and your head is not in clouds. You can see these things because a person can mm-hmm. only hide mm-hmm. who they are for so long. And mm-hmm. you'll see those true colors when you when you are living a life where you are um, practicing celibacy <laughs> and you're really getting to know that person on an intimate level. So, I mean, really that's the best way I can answer it. There's no – it's a journey. Everything is a journey. Once um, when, mm-hmm, you're, when you're mm-hmm, celibate mm-hmm. and then once you get married and you decide what, what does the marriage bed look like, those are conversations that you have along the way. Okay, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this one at Shamillion, because Shamillion, I think, will be able to answer this. Um, you were right, Denise, that a person can only hide who they are for so long. That is definitely true. And uh, But people are good at that, because I have heard from women that got married and they got to know who they were marrying. I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he was like that. I didn't know... Um, he liked doing this. Because some people are very good at hiding things. The main mm-hmm. issue that I've been hearing from women when they, they – this he seemed like a nice guy, went to church and all this stuff, but he was addicted to porn mm-hmm. and wanted to do the same acts, porn acts. And they had no clue. They had no idea. Uh, he acted like he was just, you know – and some of them were celibate before they got married. How do you handle that? Because people are good at hiding who they are. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just not going to be that open and honest. People, are, Some people are good at that. You know, I, I, They're not going to show you their worst side, even if it's a year, two years, whatever. They're not going to show you that. So how do you handle that, Chameleon? Because that's what I hear from a lot of women, that men are addicted to porn. And they're on the mm-hmm. internet while they're in the bed, or they're got the movies and all this, and that's really become a big thing. How would you handle that? But you never knew this before you uh, married him. Right. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have to be mindful of the things that you say during watch. And as he's watching this, he's feeding in the spirit. I'm not going to compete with something that you have on, that you're watching on something. So we're going to have to get rid of that. I pray right now that God rebuke him from that pornographic spirit, the perversion spirit, anything that is not like God, I release that from him. I'm praying that God release that from him. Okay. And I think when it comes to porn or when it comes to any addiction, it can never be satisfied. They're always right, right. looking for the next whatever. And and porn represents no commitment. And, and and again, it goes down to, and because we are women of faith, we just kind of have to, to go there because we pray and we, we rebuke that and we believe that God will send us our mate. And, and as we're going through the celibacy journey, we those things will be revealed. You can tell a person, <coughs> that's why I said, again, the Bible talks about the fruit a person bears. You will. It will come. It will come to light. And I, I'm just gonna keep it real because that's how I am. It's never been a time that I have not prayed and God has not revealed something to me. 
And so that's just how I stand on it. As a woman of faith, you know, some people call it their intuition. We have it. That's, again, why we need to remain celibate so we can see it and we can listen and see those clues. If you're dating a man six months to a year, those things, they're going to show up. You're going to be able to tell. So you that way you can deal with that before you, you decide to move forward or not. Okay. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you this question. So are you looking for the right man? Are you waiting for the right man? Or are, are, do you want to get married? That's three questions. Are you looking for the white man? Are you waiting for the right man? And do you want to get married? I'm going to start with um, Shamillion. And how are you going about this? Is this a project or or you just pray and that man will just come into your life? So explain that one to me, Shamillion. Okay, first, um, I'm not looking for no man. It says, whosoever finds the wife finds a good thing and attain the favor of the Lord. So he's going to find me. So, like I said, I'm a, I pray to ask God to keep me hidden until the right one comes. Okay, okay, okay. So you're not looking, um, and or do you want to get married? Oh, yes, I do. I, did, I desire to be a wife, yes. I do want to get married. Mm-hmm, you do want to get married. So, and you said you're not looking the man will come to you. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So for that man to find you, are you putting yourself in um, places where you can meet men? And I'm not talking about the bar. Because I know that you you're church, you go to church, and I'm sure there's lots of men mm-hmm. in church. Right. Has anybody tried to connect with you at church or tell you that I'm the right one or something like that? Because I know you know a lot of men because you're a good-looking woman, number one. And are well, these men you. coming to you? You're welcome. I mean, like I said, I have people, I have people to come to me before. But, and I had one man come to me and I told him, like, I'm waiting for God to send me somebody. He responded with, I'm that angel. The devil is a lie. <laughs> because God did not reveal <laughs> what? it to me. I mean, he he said that he's that angel, and God told him that he's for me. But how can God send you somebody if you got your pants hanging down and you drinking, but you talking about you for me? What? So that's why I say mm. I'm waiting patiently for the person that God has for me. And when the time is right, He's gonna He's gonna let us craft. Or he's gonna let us our paths connect. We probably already met, but at the same time, God is preparing me for Him, and He's preparing. Me for him. Him for me and me for him. Okay. Lenise, are you looking? Um, do you want to get married? Um, are you putting yourself in, in places where you can meet men? Not to say, hey, I'm going out to meet a man today, but I know, again, you are a beautiful woman, and I'm sure men be trying to talk to you all the time. So, and I'll just say, what's your million? So, um, how do you my stance that? on it? My my stance on it is I I desire a husband, and again the mm-hmm. same scripture that Chameleon used, he that findeth a wife. So I do believe that he will find me, but I definitely believe in positioning yourself. And so what I mean by that is, um, it didn't say he that find a girlfriend. It said he that find a wife. So that means when he finds mm-hmm. me, I'm already thinking like a wife. After operating like a wife, doing things like a wife would do. So I'm preparing myself, um, okay. such as how I look, how I dress, how I, how I keep my house. Being a virtuous woman, you don't wake up and be a virtuous woman. You don't wake up that way. Just like you don't wake up being successful, wake up being, if you want to be a body, bodybuilder with muscles, you prepare yourself to do that. So I'm preparing myself to be a virtuous woman, to be found. And so mm-hmm. I have the desire, but I definitely believe it's nothing wrong with positioning yourself. So I'm not waking up, ooh, where am I going to find my man at today? No, I'm waking up with purpose. And I feel when you operate in your purpose, you will be positioned, and the person who is attached <laughs> to your purpose will find you. Right. Um, it, because it's hard if you're looking, for, not really looking, but if you never see men. I mean, I went to an all-girl college, concentrate on school, I never saw any men. You know, all I saw was women. And um, I, I, 
couldn't position myself to see men because I was studying and I was doing this and I was going place to place to place to place. I guess what I'm saying is sometimes you you have to go to a place where, you know, you know there's – you guys are at church, right? You meet a lot of men at church, don't you? They say go to church and you meet a man. That's what I heard. I know. Heard. Is that right? You meet a good but, man. What I'm saying about positioning yourself is, I mean, you go different places. You can position yourself. When you're operating your purpose, you're going to meet men where you go. Right. I mean, it's not, so I'm not going with the intent of, oh, I'm going here, so I'm going to meet a man. No, I'm I going got- with the intent of whatever I've got going on. You know, I feel right. like when when you're so wrapped up into finding a man, you gonna your flesh is leading you, and you are gonna find some mess. You know what I mean? But when you mm-hmm. just go with the intent of do, living your life and right. preparing yourself to be, you know, that virtuous woman, um, then I think that men are drawn to you. So right, exactly. You don't even you you can position yourself on social media. You can position yourself a lot of different places. Men are chasers. If a man wants you, guess what? He gonna find you and he gonna seek you. Yeah. Finding a man yes. and not finding, but a man finding you, I don't think is an issue. I think it's more of a concern of how are you positioning yourself, how are you presenting yourself, and then the right man will will be drawn to you. Not not not. Y'all didn't answer my question. Y'all skirted over the answer. I said that people say, I'm going to have to ask this question again. People say, if you want to get married, if you want to find a good man, go to church. There's a lot of good men in church. And I'm asking both of y'all, I'm sure y'all have men all the time, you know, that are single and want a good woman because y'all good women. I know y'all personally, good woman, honest, hardworking intelligent, beautiful, all, everything a man would want. So when you're in church, are there men there that are constantly coming at you? I mean, not coming at you in a disrespectful way, but how you doing? Would you like to go out for coffee after after church? Would you like to go, go out to dinner? I mean, is that the place to find a man? I think if wherever, when the time is right, you can be at the grocery store, you can be at the movies, and God is going to send that person to you wherever you're at. Me personally, like okay. I said, I pray to ask God to keep me hidden. I don't want any, I pray and rebuke all the distractions, the decoys that's coming my way. So don't nobody really come talk to me. And I'm I'm fine with at that church. right now. Well, okay. Anywhere. I'm going to answer, you do not go to church to find a man. That's not, right. I, I, you, you go to church to get That is not what I said. I said, but some people do. That, some people do though. To go. Is it a good place right? to go? You bless me. Yeah, you can go I mean, you mingle. It, it doesn't really matter. It's, but I'm saying you can't. You asking, is it a good place to go? Sure, you can go there, but you go there for your your. If that's you living out your purpose and your purpose is to serve God, so yes, you can go to church. Yes, and if God yes, sends yes. your man to the church, he will he will find you there. But. It really okay. goes back to the intent of your heart. That's what I'm really trying to get at. The intent of your heart. Okay. Broken people go to church to be healed. So guess what? You can go to church and a man can find you and he can be a hot mess. You still got to test the yes, that's, of that's that true. man. Just that's because he goes true. to church does not mean that that man is going to do right and is right. So and that's right, why I'm exactly, saying exactly. you can go to church, you can go anywhere, and you can end up with something that's not good if that's you're true. not that's true. Um, being very observant. And, again, being celibate yes. helps you to be observant. Okay. We have about 60 seconds, and uh, I'm going to give uh, Lenise and also uh, Shamillion a, a final word on uh, a celibacy. And um, I have to spread that around because people always say, you know, you're looking for a husband, you know, go to church. Not to serve, not saying they don't want to serve God, but that's a nice place to, to mingle with people and, and, and serve God and, and all those things, too. Uh, Shamillion, sum it up for me. Um, your your um, um, celibacy in a couple, well, a couple minutes, about a minute or so. Okay, I'm waiting and patiently for the, the um, I'm waiting patiently for the person that God has for me. Like I, I've been celibate for almost twelve years now. It's a struggle each and every day. I have to pray and ask God to help me to crucify my flesh. But then I know in the end, God is going to send me my husband. 
Okay, okay. Um, um, Lanise, sum it up for us. Okay. Uh, yes, celibacy is a choice. It's a decision. And make sure that if you decide to go on their journey, have accountability partners and know your why. Understand your why. Understand that um, sex can only satisfy your flesh. But ask you, ask yourself, can it complement where you're going? Mm. All right, all right. That, that you ladies were awesome, and you explained every Thank talked about everything us. about celibacy. We mis- left something out. Let contact us and let us know. I want to thank Shamillion Bowman for participating. I know this is not an easy subject. I also want to thank Lenise McGee. She was also fabulous and sharing her thoughts, and I appreciate it because I know that we can all learn from that. Again, the show is Say It Loud, I'm a Woman and I'm Proud. My name is Wanda Williams. I'm your host, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, and much love to all. Bye-bye. Bye.